The best way to start your weekend is with Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network. Sponsored by BetMGM. That's right. It's the weekend of BetQL Weekend. Ryan Rothstein alongside Mark Drumheller here. We got a lot to get into as last week here on BetQL Weekend, Mark. We're excited. We're amped up. The NBA playoffs are here. Gave out all of our best bets from the futures market angle, the correct series uh, winner angles against the spread. And now we have sort of a lot to assess since the last time we all have spoke to one another and a full slate of games on Saturday and Sunday. So let's do it, man. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I was so amped up about the NBA playoffs for, because we didn't know what to expect. And we were 100% right, because we never could have predicted what unfolded this past week. No, I, I mean, my goodness, where where do we start? But I think I know where we start, which is the Kings Warriors series, which has been dramatic, uh, entertaining, a million adjectives we can use to describe that series as we were predicting that series last week. You were certainly strong on the Kings. I was more so on the Warriors. Uh, but my goodness, I, I will you know sort of tip my cap to you. The series is far from over, but the Kings look really good. Really good. They do, and they look good defensively. And I think that is what betters were afraid of kind of going into this series is, is would they have the defensive intensity to crank it up in the playoffs? But you've seen them lock up the Warriors in Sacramento. Um, game three got away from them. We knew that was a good spot for Golden State coming back home, even without Draymond Green. Uh, Steph Curry shoots like 45% from beyond the arc at home. So loves them home rims at Chase Center. Yes, and, it, you know, it showed, right? They dominated. You look at the Kings, right? I wasn't surprised. I was on the Warriors. I laid five and a half. Uh, you know, very young, inexperienced team. Not a lot of playoff games under their belt, right, and on that roster. And now they got to go into Chase Center, play the Golden State Warriors, a budding dynasty with, you know, Steph Curry and, you know, in, in a game where their back's against the wall, right, without yeah. their best player. So um, I think game four is going to be interesting, though. Oh, my goodness, to, to say the least. Uh, updated series odds. Warriors are minus 120. Kings are even money. Those odds are courtesy of BetMGM Sportsbook. We are presented, of course, by BetMGM Sportsbook. Game four line, Warriors are seven and a half point favorite, Mark. A seven and a half point favorite. What does that tell us? I mean, we have a lot still to recap, but... We can get there for a second. Seven and a half is a big number. Yeah, it tells me that people are just white knuckling their previous <laughs> handicap before Doubling the. Uh, yeah, they don't want to let go of the fact that they poured all their money into this Warriors team. Um, but listen, the Warriors look very good at home. They're still at home. When you look at the makeup of the Warriors, how they perform this year, right? What is it? Very much like the Denver Nuggets. Really good at home, not really good on the road, right? So yeah. they're at home in this game. We're going to see Warriors money come in, especially after what we saw in Game 3. No, absolutely. And then I almost look at that Game 4, and we can get more into this a little bit later in the hour, but I look at it almost as a must-win for the Kings. Mm, okay. Right, because you win that game, series is most likely over. You lose that game, it's a clean slate. Now it becomes a best-of-three against this Golden State Warriors team. And a Game 7 is, I think, your worst nightmare if you're the Sacramento Kings. Not saying they can't get that done in a Game 7 situation, but you don't want to put yourself in that situation. 
Exactly. So, you know, the, what the what Kings advantage is right now in this series is the home court. And, you know, regardless of what happens in game four, they salvage that home court advantage. Even if it gets down to a best of three, they'll have two in our home court. But it puts a lot of pressure on them for game five coming back home because, God forbid, they fall behind three games to two and have to go to Golden State in game six. Right. It's going to be a very big uphill climb, and you're going to see those odds just fly over towards the Warriors. You'll be able to get huge numbers on the Kings. But um, I don't see that happening. I, I think the, this is going to be a real tough series that's going to come down to the wire. No, absolutely. And there's been a lot of other series that we can sort of say the same for. We'll see how it plays out this weekend, but we have a lot of uh, betting picks and, and angles and updates and, and everything in between uh, to get to and discuss and, and give out for you. Biggest stories from the week, and that also ties into some of these games over the weekend, Mark. But we started talking Kings Warriors. The Draymond suspension has been at the top of everyone's must get into and debate list. Mm -hmm. And then the 76ers and Nets in their game three, we saw Harden get ejected and Joel Embiid, a questionable, uh, a questionable low blow, if you will. He ended up not getting ejected. Uh, so that certainly have, has been a big topic of discussion. Yeah, referees completely fumbled the bag in, in that Sixers game. You know, you look at the Draymond Green situation, and I'm not sure where you stand with it, Ryan, but, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm okay with the suspension. I don't think you can be stomping on people's chest. Like, <laughs> I get that he kind of grabbed his leg. If you look at it from the other angle, he didn't really – it wasn't like he grabbed it, was pulling on it. I just think that gave Draymond Green an excuse to stomp him in the chest, and yeah. you really got to nip that stuff in the bud, get him out of there. So I was okay with that suspension. And then we see more physical play with the Sixers Nets. And the referees let the game get out of control. They tried to get it back. I think Harden was kind of a victim of that. Embiid's uh, kick was obviously way more egregious than what Harden did. But they went back and ejected Harden. Um, but, I, I mean, I think they both should have been ejected, to be honest with you. I think you can't let these series – you can't set a precedent, precedent and let these series – get out of control from a physical standpoint. No, listen, I, I completely agree. And there's no room in the game for dirty play, right? Like, mm -hmm. especially stomping on another gentleman's groin area, right? That That's not okay. I do not support that, any <laughs> that type of behavior. Uh, so I'm with you. But I also don't want the refs to infiltrate these games and outcomes too much, right? So mm -hmm. for me, I'm not saying let them play, let them do whatever. No, but... I'll bring up the Harden call, which is a couple of days ago at this point. Um, if you are if you have the basketball in your hands and you're putting the ball on the floor, it was a dirty play, but I think a technical and a warning there is fair. You know, I, Sixers end up winning that game, and they end up covering miraculously, by the way, if you got it at four and a half, um, at five and a half it was as well. You know, but I, I think a tech and a warning is fair. I, I just don't want to see these series get to games five, six, and seven, and you eject someone, and we're talking about that as the deciding factor. That's exactly. My point. I agree with you there, but I think that's what the officials were trying to do with the Harden call because they realized they dropped the ball with Embiid. They should have gotten Embiid out of there. Um, so then what they want to do is nip it in the bud now. 
Right. So when we get to games five and six, which I don't even know if we're going to get to game five and six. Not in, in that series. In the next series. Yeah. But, you know, they don't want that being the story going on. But I agree with you. We don't want – nobody wants to see a ref show here. Um, but at the same time, you just can't have people punching and kicking people on the court. Um, you no. got to you gotta nip that stuff in the bud early in the series to make sure it doesn't happen anymore. No, absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, so how about this stat, just to shift gears for a second here on uh, BetQL Weekend, Ryan and Mark hanging with you, presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Uh, Zach uh, Kroll is producing the show here today, and he shares this with us, Mark. The Clippers covered seven and a half points, but didn't win. It was the first time in the last 46 NBA playoff games that the team that covered did not win the game outright. Yeah, it's been picked the winner. 46. So if you pick the winner of the game, you win the bet. Um, when favorites, you know, win, they're covering. You know, when dogs are winning, they're winning on the money line, right? So that gives betters a little bit of an indication on how you should be, you know, wagering on these games. Taking the points with the underdog has not been profitable, um, only in very few circumstances. Clippers obviously being one of them. Always going to be a couple outliers, but the uh, overwhelming percentages the last two years, um, it's mm-hmm. been this way, and we're seeing it continue throughout this NBA playoffs. Absolutely, I, I mean, you and I both like the seven and a half with the Kings, mm-hmm. for example. Are, are am I looking at this wrong? Are we both looking at this wrong? Like, should we be a little bit more aggressive and say, you know what, based off of the recent history, instead of taking the seven and a half, let's just focus more on taking the outright winner, even if they're a big under, underdog in the game. Yeah, it's definitely worth a look. Yeah. And maybe it might not have to be your whole stake, right? Maybe you take the points, you carve out a little, you know, quarter yeah. unit, you know, seven, you know, three quarters of a unit on the points, quarter unit on the money line, just to make sure you get a little bit extra boost there. But I think so. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at these games, especially in the NBA, in these types of environments, with the home crowd where it means so much and also the end of the games, you know, it turns into a foul fest, right? Once team gets up a couple buckets, they're just going to get fouled. They're going to hit their free throws at the end. They're going to extend that lead. So I think that's why you see the favorites covering a lot um, in these spots. But I, I agree with you. I think, you know, in that game four, a little plus 260 on the money line with the Kings, probably not a bad luck. No, there's a lot of opportunity here, particularly the first round of the NBA playoffs each and every year. I mean, just last week, I know you hit plenty of your picks and bets, Mark, and uh, I gave out Knicks money line, Lakers money line. They were both dogs at the time. That mm-hmm. cashes. So it's just something to think about if you're listening out there. Uh, if you say, you know what, I, I like the points, I'm going to grab the points. If you're that far, it is something to consider to say, you know what, let me put a small unit or just adjust completely and put it on the money line odds instead of. Uh, the points, Mark. So. Yeah, of course. I mean, especially, you know, in these games where you have teams like the Clippers, the Kings, you know, where we're talking about they are, you know, plus 250, plus 275 on the money line. You know, might as well, you know, put a little splash on that. Splash, baby. Bang! Bang. Uh, these these games have been absolutely spectacular. You have the Sixers getting ready to hopefully close out the series, hopefully for Sixers fans, i.e. you and I. Um, Suns Clippers 2-1. Clippers made it interesting there in game one. Series is still interesting, but the Phoenix Suns possibly putting things together. They have the 2-1 series lead there. 
getting playoff Kawhi in more ways than one, right? We saw playoff Kawhi (laughs) in game one, the guy that took the Raptors to the NBA championship, and then we got playoff Kawhi in game three, the guy who didn't get enough load management. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my goodness. The dude should just show up for the playoffs at this point, right? I think everybody, especially Clippers fans, just want him to show up for the playoffs. Yeah, Just play the game. Um, I mean, the dude's already out of sight, out of mind now during the regular seasons. But uh, nonetheless, I still think that series has plenty of drama and, you know, some opportunities from the betting perspective, of course. So uh, Saturday afternoon, here we go. Let's look at these uh, games on the slate. We have Sixers Nets at 1 p.m. Spreads five and a half. Philly the favorite. We have Suns Clippers, 3.30 p.m., Suns five point favorite. We have Bucks Heat seven thirty p.m. Five and a half point number in favor of Milwaukee, and then we have Lakers Grizz the nightcap Saturday night. Uh, that series is all knotted up at one. Lakers are four and a half point favorite. We haven't gotten into the Bucks Heat and Grizzlies, Grizzlies Lakers, excuse me, too much as we're just getting started. But Lakers Grizz plenty of drama in that series too, Mark. Yeah, you have to love it. So in that series, again, injuries, right? The John Moran injury obviously um, has a big impact on what we're seeing. And it's, I'll tell you, the Grizzlies hanging in tough. They're not going to back down. Dylan Brooks. But one of the things you have to watch for in this one is it's it's one thing playing at home. It's another thing playing on the road. So we have, you know, game three now. They go back to L.A. um, And we're seeing L.A. now up to, you know, four and a half point favorite. It's a pretty big spot. The Grizzlies dropped one at home. They're going to have to find a way to win one in L.A. I'm not positive that happens here in Game 3. No, I I agree with you. And we'll obviously dissect each and every one of these matchups in more detail. But Game 3, to me, has the Lakers written all over it. What's your take on the Dylan Brooks trash talking? And this is nothing new from Brooks. But for me, dude, I, I think it's embarrassing. I respect it to a level, but then I also say, dude, you're calling one of, if not the greatest players to ever lace him up, you know, calling them old, calling them this, calling them that. And you're just this dude, like you're just a yep. guy in comparison to LeBron. Uh, I, I don't know. How, how do you look at that whole situation? Listen, I think a big part of playoff basketball is in between the years. It's mental warfare. And you're a team like the Grizzlies, you're hobbling down the stretch your best players injured. You got to pull out all the stops. There's no tomorrow. You got to do everything you can, and, and you have to try and get inside the head of your opponent. Whether it's calling Anthony Davis soft, saying he's never going to play the full series, Might be you true. know, whether it's you know saying LeBron James is old, he's too tired. Whatever you have to do, you have to get inside their heads because if you watch these series, we see it every year. Teams when we get the game six. When we get to Game 7, they're going to crack. They're going to lose composure. You know, which side of that do you want to be on? You have to take every shot you can. The more LeBron James is focused on Dylan Brooks, Mm. the better the Grizzlies' chances are of pulling an upset are. No, it's true. You have to do everything and anything you can. And and those are just the guys from a fan perspective. You love them. Or you hate them. And you hate them, despise them if you're rooting against them or even just watching them from a distance. I mean, I, I can't. I can't pull off that outfit, so I, I don't know what you no. want from me. My goodness. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there with that, <laughs> with the outfit choice by Dylan Brooks, but it sort of matches his personality. So, uh, man, so much to get into here. BetQL Weekend, Ryan Rothstein, Mark Drumheller were presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. NBA Playoff Weekend, we have a full slate of games on Saturday, later today, and Sunday 
throughout the day into the evening. What are the betting angles? What are our best bets? We'll discuss them. We'll break them all down. We'll debate them. Coming up next right here on BetQL Weekend, Ryan and Mark hanging with you to make some straight cash. Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend with Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. That's right. We're back. It's a BetQL Weekend here. Ryan and Mark hanging with you. We're presented by BetMGM Sportsbook on BetQL Weekend. Uh, Man, just so many storylines and so many opportunities to make some cash betting these NBA playoff games, Mark. So let's do it. Let's rapid fire this bad boy each and every game on the Saturday slate. That's where we'll start. Uh, So let's start right at the top. 76ers, three games, the Nets, Zippo. Sixers looking to close things out in a game four. Uh, it's It's been a battle, right? Obviously, it's been all 76ers. They take the first three straight games. You know Brooklyn's not going to win four in a row. Uh, You can argue they may not win another game, period, in this series, but that's what we're going to find out right now as we look at the betting number at BetMGM Sportsbook, Mark. uh, Four and a half. So the Sixers, a four and a half point favorite. Totals 207 and a half. Money line for the 76ers, minus 225 for the Brooklyn Nets, plus 180. So the question is, Mark, you start us off. Do the Sixers close it out and cover the four and a half point number? I don't think they do. Wow. So I actually think that this is a good spot for Brooklyn. Um, I was on the Sixers last night, uh, you know, and I laid the four and a half. We got the cover at the end with the steal. And my reasoning being behind it was I like the fact that I think the key to this series has been, you know, we can talk about the Sixers shooting, we can talk about Embiid, but it's been their ability to just dominate the glass. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they are just bigger and more physical, and you're seeing Brooklyn, you know, them understanding that, right, and trying to muck it up and make it dirty and that sort of thing. Um, so I think when the Sixers want to, they can dominate the Nets. I think we've seen that through three games. Um, you know, Thursday night's game was a matter of, hey, Sixers had two full days of rest. They come in. I didn't think that was a game where Brooklyn was going to catch them and kind of beat them physically. Yeah. Now we're looking at a game four. You know, it's it's the second game in Brooklyn now. You know, Sixers' second game away from home, not as much rest in between games. I think this is a spot where the Nets can steal a game, yeah. plus 180 on the money line. Are you going with it? You're going to take plus 180? Well, I mean, there's a couple not. of different ways to play it, right? So yeah. we could play plus 180 on the money line. You can play Sixers in five, plus mm. 225. Right. Right, because we know when it goes back to Philly, they're going to close it out. Yes. You know, Absolutely. so that's probably the better bet. Um, but I do like the Brooklyn Nets to win the game. Um, I, I would take them with the points. I would take them on the money line, and I'd probably take Sixers and five. And there's been a discussion uh, you know, leading up to Saturday's 1 p.m. tip-off. Uh, will Embiid possibly get suspended? Like, will mm-hmm. the league look at that and say, you know what, they made a mistake in-game. We're going to tell them to take a seat. 
uh, for Game 4. Personally, I would be shocked if that is to transpire at some point between now and tip-off. So I, I don't even know I would if that's be too. a factor. I think they can – yeah, I think it would be hard for them to roll it back when they didn't call yeah. it on the court. But right. you never know with the NBA. They're crazy. <laughs> I know. But – you know, another concern, too, is six. Are we worried about Embiid, you know, early game, you know, Saturday morning, you know, hey, maybe a little late Friday night, you know, up yeah. three, nothing. Embiid's feeling pretty comfortable. He's running around kicking people. Dude, it, it's a tradition unlike any other for Joel Embiid to be rolling around on the floor. He spends <laughs> more time on the floor than he does upright on his two feet. I, I mean, to your point, the Sixers have every – Every avenue to beat the brakes off this Nets team. It's almost frustrating at times, at least from a Sixers fan perspective, because the Nets are doubling Embiid every time he touches it. Mm -hmm. Just get it to Embiid, and he needs to make a quick pass to a wide-open guy. And, and yep. that's it. That's the end of the possession. But, you know, give the Nets credit. They're getting it ugly. They're getting it physical. Uh, for me, I don't know if I bet this game, I, just because I feel like the Sixers, I know the Sixers are head and shoulders better. Um, I would maybe look to take the under in this game because these games have been so ugly, so physical, and that's what Brooklyn's going to have to do if they want to actually win this game outright uh, mm -hmm. or even keep it close. So I would look towards the under. Uh, I would also look towards the Sixers minus four and a half if I'm going to bet it. That's what I do. I, I just think Brooklyn is severely outmatched. So I agree. It's big brother, little brother, but the problem is big brother's up three nothing. It's yeah. a one o'clock afternoon game on the road True. just seems like a spot for Brooklyn to steal one. Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to go that far, if you're going to make that leap and play the five and a half, you might as well play some money line. You mm -hmm. might as well play some sixers and five, right? Yeah, I, I agree. We're doing this for the money straight cash. That's it. That's all we should be doing it for. Um, all right, let's go to three 30 PM Saturday afternoon. The Phoenix suns have the two, one series lead after dropping the first game in that series. Uh, the Suns are the four-and-a-half-point road favorite. The total's at 226-and-a-half. Money line for the Suns, minus 210, plus 170 for the Clippers. Do the Clippers tie this thing up and make it a best of three? I think so. Wow. I think they do tie it up. Um, I, I think it's a, another, again, a spot here for the Clippers. Are the Clippers just going to roll over? I think they're too good. I think they get Kawhi back now. Gives them, you know, a little burst of energy, right? So mm -hmm. what do we do? Are we going to play the money line? Absolutely, plus 170. Let's what go. else are we going to do when we have two money lines? We're going to parlay them together. Nets Clippers plus wow. 656 at the BetMGM Sportsbook app. So we're going to start our day dog, dog, money line parlay. That's how we get our BetQL weekend rolling. Wow. Drumheller coming in hot, baby. I love it. Listen, I'm with you. I'm all over the Clippers here. If you want to be safe, you can take the four and a half, but I'm taking them plus 170. Uh, I think this series has all the makings of going seven games, uh, and we can you know, look at the futures market a little bit later here in the show, Mark, because what have, what have these games shown us as it relates to the Suns? Like, Are they more vulnerable? Is there more of a wide-open window? But we can put that on the back burner. I think the Clippers win, and, and they tie this bad boy up two games apiece, so... Let's move on. Let's go back to the Eastern Conference. Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Tip-off Milwaukee in South Beach. The Bucks are a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. The total, 220-and-a-half. Minus 225 on the money line for the Bucks. Plus 180 for Miami. Hey, there have been some very good men in history that have gone to South Beach and got a little bit distracted, right? You know, it can happen. Myself so, you know, are we going to go dog, dog, dog? 
Hell no. No, we can't do that <laughs> with the Miami Heat here. This is where it ends. I think the Bucks. Listen, they come back here strong. They take control of this series. I would lay the five and a half points with Milwaukee. Um, it's tempting because, hey, listen, strange things happen in South Beach. But yeah. I got to go with Milwaukee here. I think they come in focused. They get the job done. 7.30 game. They wait till the nightcap to do the partying. Mm. Uh, this series is, is a little bit tough for me here. But... Uh, See, part of me wants to take the five and a half with Miami. I have not bet this game yet. And then I have that voice in my head of what Zach, our producer, yep. the stat. You know, if like, they can't win, they right. can't cover. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's like, do I take the plus 180 uh, or do I lay it with Milwaukee? It, it's it's tough for me right now to to call it. But, man, I, I, think, I think I side with you, Mark. You know, Milwaukee is a champion. They have that DNA. They are head and shoulders better than this Miami Heat team. The Heat are well coached. They have Butler, but they don't have enough. Yeah, they, and they don't honestly, like, do you think Giannis cares about South Beach? No, he doesn't. I mean, listen, maybe, maybe Jay Crowder, right? Maybe Crowder likes to get out there and toss it up. Yeah, I'm sure he does. But Giannis, all business. I don't see that guy playing any games. This is a business trip to him. Yeah. He's out to get more rings. I think they handle business. It's he's listen. He is business and dad jokes. That's, that's it right. for Giannis. That's he, right. He tells some very good dad jokes <laughs> for what that's worth. The Bucks uh, series price, real quick. Bucks are minus four fifty to win the series. The Heat are plus three forty. Also, also an interesting note here. Line for this game opened at Bucks minus two and a half, and it immediately Mark was bet up all the way to five and a half. Yeah, two and a half is a little light. Very two and a half is a little light. They can cover that easy. You're pretty much betting heat on the money line if you're going to take. I mean, no one's going to take two and a half points with the heat there. But I don't think. Yeah, I think they bounce back strong here and uh, they get the job done. I, this is a Milwaukee spot. I'll lay the points happily. And does that tell us the Bucks are uh, the Bucks? The yeah, where do we get are... Bucks in, in five? How do we, what, what are those odds? Do we have that Zach? You fired that one up for us. Bucks yeah. in five. I think that would be a play because I think this heat, the Heat are not very good. They're not. We like playoff Jimmy and all that stuff's fun, but that's kind of like a story this year. Like that's not really what we're going to see. <laughs> like, plus two sixty for the plus two sixty. I Thank like you, plus Zach. money. Yeah, plus money. I've made worse bets. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat get another game in this series, but I could see them stealing a game, maybe backs against the wall, down three one type of thing. If if at all, if at all. So, all right. Let's uh, let's keep it moving here. Let's move to Memphis and the Lakers. Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Get your popcorn ready. Memphis, the four-and-a-half-point road dog in L.A. Uh, the total, 220-and-a-half. And once again, money line odds, minus 210 for the Lakers, plus 170 for Memphis. Lakers coming back home. Series uh, pivotal, pivotal shift now to L.A. I'm all over the Lakers uh, I'm not laying it on the money line, uh, so to speak, minus 210. I'm laying the points, I should say, minus 4.5, priced at minus 110. Yeah, I loved myself some Memphis in Game 2, getting that dog money with the yeah. Grizzlies, but uh, that's not it here. I don't like it in Game 3. We're going back to L.A. This Hachimura is crazy. He's, good, he's hitting he's good shots player, all man. over the place, yeah. man. They are getting serious contributions from players that are not named I love LeBron Reeves. James and Anthony Davis. I mean, yeah. they are getting some guys to step up. I thought it was a little bit of a myth. I'm like, hey, we saw this in game one. Let's see if we can see it in game two. Listen, we got away with the cover with Memphis. We made our money, but 
Those guys aren't going away. They're going to be a big part of this series. I think first game in L.A., stars are going to be out, mm-hmm. right? All the celebrities are going to be there. It's going to be a lot going on. Dylan Brooks is going to be worried about who's in the front row. What he's wearing. You know? yeah, yeah, what he's wearing, who's in the front row, all that <laughs> stuff. I think the Lakers lay the hammer on them. I would lay the points here. I agree. Uh, and take the over on any and all LeBron James player props. I mean, like, yeah. I think he is going to issue a beat down to Dylan Brooks uh, and sort of lead the way for the Lakers. But the supporting cast for L.A. has played some excellent basketball. I love uh, Reeves. He's an excellent, tough role player for them uh, amongst some of the other guys that have been stepping up for the Lake Show. So that one is the nightcap on Saturday. By the way, the series odds for Lakers Memphis, Mark. Lakers right now, minus 165. This could differ when and where you look. Memphis plus 140. Nothing there for me that I like. Yeah, Memphis, if anything. I'm not sold. Do you think Memphis can win this series? I do think they can win the series. Wow. I'm not sold that when we get deep into this series, I want to see how much stamina this Lakers team has. I think I think it's more of a question for Memphis. And for mm. me, if Memphis is going to win this series, they have to win game three. Just my opinion. I, I just think game three for now them they come is back. Huge. They steal game four in L.A. Now they go back three game series at home. The game five is obviously going to be the pivotal game. But if no. they win that game, recontrol the series, then, you know, they only got to win one of the final two. Um, it does seem like seven, though. It feels like seven to me. I don't know. It. I know we don't want to bet against LeBron in a game seven, but uh, give me the right price and you can change my mind. <laughs> Listen, uh, it's been a battle, but the Lakers could sort of, uh, not sort of, they could quite literally position themselves far and ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies as the series shifts uh, shifts back home. Grizzlies in seven plus 340. Not bad. That? Yeah, that's a good price. Not bad. That's a decent price. I, I would maybe take a flyer on that for any of the Memph- uh, Memphis supporters and backers so those are the four games on the saturday slate we rapid fire uh gave you everything and anything against the spread totals money line picks sunday only a couple minutes before we have to break but we're going to get into all the sunday games cleveland and the knicks kings and warriors boston atlanta denver and minnesota um we could quickly touch on cleveland new york 1 p.m on sunday we said last week that could be the best series, the biggest toss-up uh, out of any of the first-round matchups. How do you see the Sunday matinee in New York playing out? I'm all over the Knicks. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm not going to lie to the people. Don't I'm lie. sorry. I don't know. I've watched these two games. I don't know who either team is. Me you know, either. game one happens. Cavs, obviously, you know, getting beat up all over the place. New York's physical. Um, game two happens. I did bet. You know, Cleveland to bounce back there. I thought, you know, hey, another a game of playoffs under their belt with a, play, with a young team would help them. They did, but we saw Garland play much better. And then it, all of a sudden it's like, what what's wrong with the Knicks? I feel like whatever team loses, the fan base just feels like they're left for dead once they lose a game. I don't know what we're going to see in game three here. Yeah, it's uh, you're right, 100%. It's a, it's a toss-up, but I, I would take the Knicks at home. Um, not a huge in amount of garden. Confidence. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Garden playoff basketball, you, you really can't beat it. But we're going to get more into the other three games on the Sunday slate when we come back. We also have to get into uh, the updated odds in the futures market. Any value that stands out to us at BetMGM right now. 
Mark and I will disclose that information when we come back. And some breaking gambling news on the gridiron in the NFL. It's I love some gambling news. Yeah, you can't, you can't beat it. BetQL weekend. Ryan and Mark here with you. Quick timeout. Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL weekend on the BetQL network, sponsored by BetMGM. Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend with Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Yep, we are back here, Ryan and Mark, BetQL Weekend, presented by BetMGM Sportsbook, NBA playoffs. It's a beautiful time of the year, especially a beautiful time to make some cash as last segment we ran through uh, against the spread, all the games throughout the weekend here. Let's shift to the futures market and look at some of the updated odds there, Mark, as obviously it's continuously moving depending on when and where you look at these prices. Um, Boston's still the betting favorite plus 280 Milwaukee plus 350. Do we still believe in the suns is the West wide open? Uh, how are you looking at, at this uh, futures market board here at BetMGM? Yeah, I'm kind of looking down the board, and I think you alluded to this a little bit earlier. Like To me, the team that has been criminally underrated this entire postseason going in is the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. They're showing that they are live to win this series against the Warriors. If they do that, that's going to be a huge confidence boost for them. So when I look at them at 30-1, to 1, and then I go over to the NBA Finals MVP market and look at the Aaron Fox at 50 to 1. They're numbers that I like. And how about this number? 11 to 1 for Sacramento to come out of the West. Right. Not bad at all. Then you have a hedging opportunity when you get to the finals if they're up against the Bucs or the Celtics and you're a little bit queasy about that matchup. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm all over that with you as well. I think there's. Uh, Certainly an opportunity there, and it gets my attention when I look at the Kings right now. Thirty to one to win the whole thing, eleven to one for the West. Uh, so I'm I'm completely with you. I also look at the uh, the Lakers right now, mm-hmm. and I like six to one just to simply not simply, but to come out of the Western Conference. Fourteen to one for the Lakers to win the title. I think that's a, a good number that you get plenty of bang for your buck on. I mean, the West is wide open. You can make an argument, Mark, pretty much for. The Warriors, the Lakers, Memphis, Sacramento. Say it. And the even, Nuggets. The Nuggets. Uh, say it. You well, yes, me. but I'm, they're at the top of the odds board. But yes, the Nuggets, of course. And how about the Clippers? The Clippers are 40 to 1 right now to come out the West. Mm-hmm. That's a price that has my attention. Yeah, but can Kawhi stay healthy? Yeah. Right? That That's the key. And, you know, you look at a team like the Nuggets, you're like, okay, they're at the top of the odds board, plus 750 to win the whole thing, right? But NBA Finals is MVP. You leverage that award. You can get Yochik at nine to one, right? So now you're nine to one. You we know if Denver is going to win, they're going to win. Jokic is going to be the MVP of that yeah. Finals if they're you know it's extremely correlated. So 
Um, that's a way to kind of extract more value. But I, I like the Kings at this big number, man. I'm not saying that I think they're going to win the NBA championship, but I'm saying that that number is off. There's a lot of value there at Sacramento. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's interesting. They've We're, been great on the road, yeah. and they're going to continue to get more confidence, Like especially if they get by the Warriors. I think then it's they're very live. Uh, let's shift gears here, Mark. We could talk futures market in the NBA for hours, but we only have a certain amount of time, unfortunately. I, I want to get to one of, if not the biggest stories in all of sports right now, and it does not reside in the NBA. It does reside in our world, in the betting world. Uh, the NFL has suspended five players, including Mark Drumheller. They didn't uh, suspend Mark Drumheller, but Lions wide receiver Jamison Williams, uh, C.J. Moore, Commanders Tony, Shaka Tony, uh, also Stanley Berryhill. I uh, may be missing a player, but five players all, all included uh, with the headline being wide receiver Jamison Williams for violations of the NFL gambling policy. We'll get to some of the reasons why, but... Initial reaction there, Mark, is you got to know the rules, man. <laughs> Especially like you're Jamison Williams, you're on a team, the Lions, that are trying to do big things, trying to change the culture. They bring you in and you go mess up. You missed most of the game with most of the year last year with an injury. Now you're going to miss six games next year because of a stupid suspension. It's just bad. It's just bad. You got to smarten up. You got to smarten up. You have to know what you can and cannot do. Uh, that's sort of a captain obvious statement, but clearly not so obvious. Now, the biggest difference here, you know, some may say, well, wait, why didn't they get an indefinite suspension? Well, indefinite suspension, Mark, is for betting on NFL games. So mm -hmm. Jameson Williams and Stanley Berryhill, they ended up getting six games because they were betting on non-NFL games, but they were betting from a team facility. Yeah, it's got to know the rules. Got in a, like, there's no reason to bet on it from there. What are you doing? Sit on the couch, bet. I mean, listen, it's sort of two separate conversations that obviously tie together, but should they just be allowed to bet? What's the problem? It's well, legal. It's They're a, not betting on the NFL. Why are they even suspended six games is the pushback argument. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. listen, it's that's a whole nother can of worms but it the bottom is. line is you got to know the rules and you got to follow them there's a lot of money at stake here and when you look at a guy like jameson williams you don't want to start your career like this like now yeah. he's going to be going into year three you know and with hardly any time on the field yeah no that's it's it's not ideal it's not ideal they they can reapply for reinstatement um for some of the guys that got a little bit harsher of a penalty but uh, they can't bet they'll be reinstated though Correct. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's obviously the NFL is going to be adjusting this as the years go on because this is all new to everybody, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not saying it's, uh, it's okay for the players and, uh, you know, this is a disgrace. The NFL shouldn't have done this. No, I, I'm with Mark bottom line. You need to know the rules. You need to understand what you can and cannot do. So that's certainly breaking news and a lead story here throughout the sports world. All right, let's wrap up. It's been a quick, fun hour. We still have some time left. And let's get to our three-star three bets, baby! baby. Let's, let's go! Do let's do it. So last week, Mark, you and I both went two and one. Yes. We'll, we'll take it. Taking two or three. We went head-to-head -head in the wager war. And yes. you won with the Lakers beating the Grizzlies. So that was my one loss. You were the only person on earth that could stop the Tampa Bay Rays from winning. Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. If you need anything in your life to come to a screeching halt, just reach out to me and, <laughs> and I will help get it done for you. So uh, we'll see what we're able to do here this week as we give out a one-star play, two-star, and then a three-star play that we obviously like the most. So Mark, start us off with your, your one-star bet of the weekend. One-star bet of my weekend is going to be the Sacramento Kings. You've heard me being talking talking about them all the time. Um, I think the seven and a half is too much here against Golden State. I like them to win this game. I think they can win outright, but I'm going to play the seven and a half here because I just think that's an inflated number. I think the Kings now second road game play much better. They're one of the best road teams in the NBA. I think it shows here at Chase Center. Kings plus seven and a half minus one ten at the BetMGM app. You know, ideally we don't have this the same bets, but if I like something. I'm not going to give out a play that I'm not confident in just to be different from Mark. So I'm, I'm with you. That's also my one-star play. I'm taking the Kings plus seven and a half. A little bit safe, but if you cash the ticket, there's nothing safe about that bad boy. So give me the Kings plus seven and a half. I'm with you. I'll transition us into my two-star play, Mark. Uh, and I'm going into the player props wagering menu here. Tyrese Maxey for the Philadelphia 76ers has been on an absolute tear. All right, right now he's 14 of 26 in the series from the three-point line, shooting mm. almost 55% from three. He's been outstanding. That's good. Take the over on Tyrese Maxey, total three-pointers made. Uh, I, I think he ends up with another five threes made, four threes made. It's typically been priced between two and a half and three and a half. So depending on when and where you're looking at this, you're looking at BetMGM, but when, take the over. Take the over on Maxi. Yes. Absolutely love it. I'm going to go to the Octagon UFC fight night this Saturday night. Uh, main event, Sergey Pavlovich. I'm going to play him here a plus 140 for my two-star bet. Just a, a tremendous power out of this guy, knocking everybody out in the first round. Plays Curtis Blades. Pavlovich has a four-inch reach in here. I think Blades is going to struggle to get inside to work in his wrestling. I think he's going to get caught with one of those uppercuts, and Pavlovich is just going to pulverize him for another first-round knockout win. So, listen, you can play Pavlovich plus 300 to win in round one. You can play him plus 1,600 to win in the first 30 seconds if you really like it. But for the two-star bet, we're going to play him here on the money line at plus 140. Ooh, I love it going to the octagon uh, Mark is for his two-star. All right, here's my three-star play as we have a few minutes remaining here. I'm going back to the Clippers. We, we touched on this series, gave out some thoughts earlier in the hour. I'm taking the Clippers, and I'm taking them on the money line right now at plus 170. Uh, this is Saturday afternoon, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time is the tip-off. Clippers backs against the wall, trailing the Suns 2-1 in the series. I do feel confident that the Clippers tie this series up at two games apiece. So take them on the money line for some added value, Mark. The Clips, not bad. I'm going to go over to the XFL, my three-star play. Absolutely love this one on Sunday. Seattle Sea Dragons, minus eight and a half against the Vegas Vipers. Seattle has to win because there's tiebreaker scenarios, so they have to win by margin here. When they played Vegas earlier in the season, they put up 519 yards of total offense, most offensive yards in an XFL game this year, 8.2 yards per play against the Vegas defense. Now they have motivation to score as much as possible, put up 30 last week against St. Louis. I think they could put up 40, possibly 50 points in this game. I'm laying the eight and a half with the Sea Dragons and Ben DiNucci, baby. Ben DiNucci. How about that blast from the play, uh, pass there, at least for Eagles fans. 
brief stint with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, all right, good stuff. I mean, only about a minute and a half, two minutes left here on BetQL Weekend. Ryan Rothstein, Mark Drumheller. Hope you've enjoyed everything that we've uh, you know shared with you, given out betting advice and everything in between. How about Nick Nurse getting fired up in Toronto? Get out of there, Nick Nurse. Unbelievable. Get out of there. I like the guy. I think he's a good coach, man. But listen, this was fun. We did a good job today. We put it on him with pace today, man. We yeah. gave him a little bit of workout. Boom, pace boom, boom. Play. Pace of play. Got to keep up here. Got to keep up. Keep up or uh, get the or you're going to miss the winners. <laughs> exactly. Keep up or you're going to miss the winners, man. Boom, boom. Do you like money or not? We're trying to help you people. We can only do so much. Uh, hopefully, you follow some of our plays. We appreciate everyone for hanging out with us on BetQL Weekend. Mark Drumheller, Ryan Rothstein, we are always presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your betting weekend. Best of luck on all your bets. And we'll see you next time right here on BetQL Weekend, presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Ryan Rothstein and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM.